You're now listening to Jesus is the Truth with Ashley Mora from Obey Christ. May God bless you. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Jesus is the Truth. I'm so happy that you guys decided to to join me today to listen in. I'm especially grateful on today um, because I'm starting to notice the difference like in my physical body whenever the Holy Spirit, the Lord's ministering angels are truly with me and giving me strength to keep going. I'm starting to notice the difference um, when it's no longer myself like I'm not pulling on my own strength anymore because I'm gonna be honest with you guys I was not physically and necessarily mentally all the way like prepared and feeling quote-unquote feeling up to the task of recording (laughs) on today uh but guys I don't know about you. Um, I'm sure some of you can relate to this feeling, but there's something about when you just make up in your mind that there's no going back. And I know this is off topic, but I just feel led to just touch on this briefly um, because I know I'm not alone in this and I do want to take advantage of this opportunity to encourage some of you out there that may be able to relate. just want to let you know you're not alone. Like the Lord is there with you every step of the way as much as you include him. That's why I'm such an advocate for inviting the Holy Spirit to be a part of your journey, inviting the Holy Spirit to partner with you in business when you're doing the work of the Lord and really just throughout life, not necessarily when you're quote unquote working, but just throughout life in general, it's so important because the Lord is the source. He's the source of our strength and of knowledge. He's all knowing. And I mean, there's just so many benefits. I don't even think I need to sit here and list them all. Even if I tried to, I don't think I could list them all to be honest. But my point is, um, it's a, it's a blessing. And if we are truly claiming to be doing the work of the Lord, if we truly claim to love the Lord and to be in servitude to the kingdom of God and to his commandments and everything that he has called us to do, if we truly claim to be um, followers of Christ wholeheartedly, we can't do it by ourselves, you guys. We need to lean. Actually, we've been specifically instructed to lean not on our own understanding, but in all of our ways to acknowledge the Lord. So this is, in and of itself, this is very clear instruction. And this is not even in my notes, guys. This is just me um, speaking on something I felt led to address in the beginning of this um of this episode. Because, guys, I am going to be honest with you. I did not feel like recording. And um, I just want to give God the glory right now. I want to give him all the glory because it is because of him that I'm recording, (laughs) honestly. And he's been giving me strength along the way this whole year so far, to be honest with you. But I guess I felt the need to point it out this time because I'm actually like for the first time, I can honestly say I'm beginning to discern when it really is not me. Like it's not my strength. I'm pulling on it this at this point in time. And again, this is not the first time I'm sure this is not the first time I've pulled on the strength of the Lord to get me through the week. But uh, in particular, I'm noticing like this is my first time being conscious, consciously aware that it's not me. 
if that makes I hope that makes sense it's just really interesting and it makes me all the more grateful because I'm like okay Lord I know this is you right now uh that is giving me the strength to pull through this and to continue to push forward so I just want to encourage you all listening who may have a business who may be working in the ministry of the kingdom of heaven working for the Lord just doing your best to keep pushing forward and being obedient to the call of God on your lives. I want to give you a special word of encouragement right now. I just want to let you know you're not alone. The Lord sees you. He recognizes your efforts. He recognizes your heart posture and you will be rewarded for that. And not only that, but be encouraged. Be encouraged in this hour that you really are not alone and you can pull on the strength of the Holy Spirit. You can pull on the strength of the Lord at any time. Uh, it's important that we're honest with ourselves, that we confess to the Lord when we're not feeling well and ask the Lord to give us strength to increase our strength. And he is faithful. You guys, let me tell you right now, he is so faithful to do that thing because I'm speaking from experience, but yeah, without further delay, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode of Jesus is the truth. This week's episode is about storing up your treasures in heaven. Guys, I feel very passionate about this. I do want to start off the episode by defining the word eternity. And as I was actually writing in my notes or typing up my notes, rather, I uh, realized I forgot to include the definition to eternity. And then I realized, actually, I don't think it's necessary for you to actually like look it up and write it down in your notes because we all know what eternity means. If anything, if anything, this is just a reminder because it's so important that we keep it at the forefront of our mind. So with literally just off the top of my brain right now, I'm going to give you the definition of eternity without end. It is a measure of time that does not end. It's forever in every sense of the word. Please keep this in mind. Keep in mind the definition of eternity. It says here, before I get into the passages, you guys, some thoughts that came to mind and and that basically led me to want to talk and speak on this subject. (laughs) People today more than ever before are very materialistic, especially, especially here in the Western world and more specifically the U.S. Go on IG at any given time especially before IG is personalized to your specific preferences. And you will most likely see content glamorizing a very expensive top 15 or top 10% luxurious lifestyle. And guys, this is true. Before you like actually create your personal account on these social media platforms and the algorithm does its thing and begins to acclimate to your preference, Um, and go on to uh, personalize and customize your feed from that point forward a little by little before it gets to that place before it gets to that point you'll notice the more popular videos by default will in some way or another involve the glamorization of the rich and famous or glamorization of the ultra luxurious lifestyles um again this is not just on ig this is pretty much standard across all social media platforms also 
television, right? It's just something to be aware of, to avoid certain snares of the enemy, to avoid certain common traps and temptations of the enemy. Having said that, and before I move on to my next point in my notes, I want to encourage you guys, if you if you aren't doing so already, please make it a conscious effort to customize your feed in such a way that you're not overly exposed to irrelevant content. Don't get involved in or engage that which the Lord doesn't even find important. As followers of Christ, we are called to be about our father's business. Um, our lives don't belong to us. Our, our lives were bought with a price. We have to get out of the mindset that we can do it with whatever we want to do while we're here in this earth. Guys, the reason we're not going to hell, and I pray you're not on the path to hell if you are Please repent. Thank the Lord for his grace and mercy by way of his son, Jesus, and his shed blood. I digress uh, back to social media, something that can help you to stay on the right track and kind of make this journey just a little bit, you know, that much easier for you is to remove unnecessary temptations. You guys stop feeding yourselves content that's going to cause you to stumble or going to cause you to be distracted or going to cause you to begin to compare yourselves unnecessarily. Again, looking outwardly, thinking about people and places that have nothing to do with you, okay, and that don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. Uh, Yeah, let's just focus on what the Lord has given us to do. Let's focus on our own individual journeys, callings, and uh, assignments, and let's do what the Lord called us to do individually. The next point I have here is another example. When I say another example of this what I'm referring to is the glamorization of these ultra luxurious lifestyles. Another example of this is how normalized it's become to own high end luxurious bags and accessories. I remember a time when it was considered like you were considered well off and you were considered like rich, quote unquote, or whatever. If you showed up to school with like a Dooney and Burke bag that was like considered like quote unquote the it bag at least in the south I don't know New York and California are probably exceptions to the rule as it pertains to fashion because they've always been known especially uh New York I mean New York is after all considered one of the world's fashion capitals grouped in uh there with uh Paris and London yeah maybe they were on a different level I'm not sure if they went through the Dooney and Burke phase Dooney and Burke slash coach phase but I know here in the south in Georgia growing up in uh, Georgia and Alabama in the early 90s like in mid 90s or whatever Dooney and Burke like if you had a Dooney and Burke bag you had some money and people looked at you like okay she got some money like she got you know or a coach bag you got some money and again, it's just a status symbol, guys. Uh, the older I get, the more I'm realizing. The closer I get to God, too, I'm just, my eyes are open to, like, all these little slick schemes <laughs> of the enemy. I'm so tired of, like, being so easily influenced by a name that is not Jesus. <laughs> by a name that I can't call on for help in the time of need by a name that can't save me 
by a name that means me no good, by a name that don't even know me. And I'm referring to Gucci. I'm referring to Prada, Versace, Valentino. I'm referring to Moschino. I'm just saying that still ain't worth no $20,000 for a bag I can't even fit my iPhone in. No, you're paying for the name, babe. You're paying for the name, babe. Now, average folks with average income are aiming to, to own these Gucci bags, Prada and Versace bags. This is not only unwise financially for obvious reasons, but more important than that, it's the evidence of a poor man's mentality and of someone who does not want to be rejected by others. Guys, I don't um, have the time to really dive into that topic. That alone will will preach and teach a uh, a good 10 hours worth of um, lessons. But I will say, definitely check out Elder Tiffany Buckner, uh, who goes by Anointed Fire here on YouTube. Check her out. She has so much great content surrounding that topic. Uh, poverty mindset, that is the cause of it, the root of the poverty mindset, how to overcome poverty mindset and these sort of things. Really great lessons over there from a wise woman of God. So I definitely recommend her if you want to really dive into that. I may or may not touch more on that topic in the future for the purposes of this particular lesson. I'm just going to keep moving on, but I wanted to make a mention to that because it does indeed have a lot to do with one's mindset surrounding basically living outside of your means, right? So the next point here says, one of the points of my message today is that we can't care more about what people think about us than what God thinks about us. We are to store our treasures in heaven. Guys, forget about, I'm not saying live a poor man's life while you're here on earth. The devil's a liar. We're not called to do that either. Again, don't, don't do the extreme thing. Um, it's, it's about your heart posture and it's about your motives, your motives, which derive from your heart. God looks at your heart. So, um, and by the way, you guys, the Lord, ultimately he is the one that holds all the real riches. But again, um, he looks at your heart. So let's go ahead and get into the scriptures and then I'll, I'll speak more about like my thoughts as we go along. First scripture comes from Matthew chapter five, verse 18. It says, for truly, I tell you until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter nor the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. So it's basically saying here that everything the Lord has said will happen, will indeed happen. You can count on it. And here's the thing people don't realize. Just because someone wasn't alive here on earth to see something come to its fulfillment doesn't mean it won't happen. Again, guys, the eternity definition. This is why it's so important that you keep in mind the definition of eternity and the fact that this whole situation, when I say whole situation in particular, I'm referring to our souls in the spirit realm. This thing is going to live on. What side will you be on? That brings me to the next passage, which comes from Revelation chapter 21. And you did hear me correctly. I have not mentioned a verse because I'm going to read the whole chapter. <laughs> 
<laughs> so bear with me, you guys. It's really exciting stuff, actually. Now, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. This is John speaking of uh, his vision that he took part in. It says, now I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. He's referring to the one we're in right now. You guys, this earth is going to pass away. Also, there was no more sea. Okay, verse two. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, it is done. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexual, immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues came to me and talked with me saying, come, I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Also, she had a great and high wall with 12 gates and 12 angels at the gates and names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south and three gates on the west. Now the wall of the city had 12 foundations and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the lamb. And he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city, its gates and its wall. The city is laid out as a square. Its length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. Its length, breadth and height are equal. Then he measured its wall, 144 cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of an angel. The construction of its wall was of jasper, and the city was pure gold, like clear glass. Verse 19, the foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, third chalice. Chalcedony. Guys, forgive me on the pronunciation. Okay, so it says uh, the third was Chalcedony or Chalcedony. Chalcedony. The fourth was Emerald. The fifth was Sardonyx or Sardonyx. The sixth, Sardius. The seventh, 
chrysolite, the eighth beryl or beryl, the ninth topaz, topaz or top, okay, the tenth uh, chrysoprase, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each individual gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, like trans parent glass verse 22 says but i saw no temple in it for the lord god almighty and the lamb are its temple the city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it for the glory of god illuminated it the lamb is its light amen and the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light and the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it its gates shall not be shut at all by day there shall be no night there and they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it but there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. So guys, I just, I wanted to make a mention out of all of that I just said. First of all, that was just a reminder to you, a glimpse into what you can expect in the eternal kingdom of God or new Jerusalem, as mentioned here in Revelation. And guys, I just think it's interesting because the Lord is like almost laughing in the faces more so of the fools who treasure these things over a relationship with him. These things that you're killing yourselves over, literally killing yourselves over. I walk on them and my people will walk on them. It will be our street. It's the ground we walk on. That which you hold so precious in your heart. That which you lied and deceived for. That which you killed your brother for. Drug cartels. I'm referring to gangs. I'm referring to the government. Okay? Because money truly is the root of all evil. We live in a very greedy society. People at their core. If they truly follow the flesh and the fleshly desires... It's extremely greedy. Are you kidding me? And the Lord is saying, like, stop focusing on these things, the things that you fight for when you're, you know, again, operating in the flesh and begin to bow your knee to the gods of this world. That only thing and the only thing they can offer you again is temporary and perishing. But when you begin to put your focus in these things, he's, he's basically like, I read that chapter. So to reveal how silly it is to focus on these things, how the Lord, okay, took the very things that people in this world value to the point again of deception. They value it so much. They're willing to sacrifice relationships, sacrifice their families, so many things, you name it, uh, so they can get just a piece of it, Right. A piece of the luxurious lifestyle. What else are they getting? I mean, what what's what's their reward? What are they working for? What are they? Think about it. The material things, the things that the enemy has to offer here in this world. How little the value is in reality. Guys, it's vapor. What the enemy has to offer is vapor. Do you let that sink in? What happens to vapor? It dissipates. 
slowly but surely. And what the enemy has done in this hour, because 1,000 years is a day to the Lord and one day is like a 1,000 years to the Lord. Amen. What the enemy has done in this hour is make you feel like the vapor that you hold in your hand is forever. All he needs to do is convince you for your lifetime that that vapor is is was worth it. Your lifetime in here in the earth, I should specify. Your spirit man, your life, who you are, your being, your spirit, that is going to go on. It will live on forever. So all he needs to do is convince you that the vapor you <laughs> you forsook Okay, a relationship with God for a relationship with the one and true living God. You forsook a relationship with the Lord. You rejected the Lord so you can get your hands on that vapor. Guys, realize this. Realize what the Lord is saying when he explains and just gives a glimpse into uh, into what's to come and into the reality and into what is permanent, into what is eternal as it pertains those who are going to be on the right side and what we will have. The Lord is saying, listen, we walk on that stuff. Like that stuff is so abundant that I have paved the ground in it. We walk on top of it and it's not the fake stuff. This ain't 14 and 16 and 18 and 24 karat plated gold no this is pure this is gold in its purest form so pure in fact it's transparent and we walk on it this is what you're Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also a man. What did I tell you guys? The Lord looks at the heart. That's what's most important to him. And he's saying, don't, don't have idols in your heart. Don't, don't idolize these things so that it fills up your heart. And this is all you think about. This is all you want. This is all you desire. It's not that serious is what he's saying. Like, relax. I have all of that and so much more. Your eyes haven't even seen. Guys, and I watch this show. I really enjoy. I think it's called, I watch it with my mom. I started watching it with my mom. Now me and my husband also watch it from time to time. It's so relaxing. And they have like really cool, relaxing instrumentals too in the background. So it's really like fun to watch or whatever. They basically just tour like these mega mansions, mainly uh, Miami or whatever, absolutely beautiful homes right guys we're talking about 200 million dollar mansions right 200 million dollar mansion right on the ocean like right on the shore 
and these people are these are like estates right they're so beautiful and so cool while i'm looking at it and, and admiring the beauty uh and or critiquing like the tacky decorations in some of these houses i look at it and i'm looking like at the views that they have from inside the home as well you you know the cameraman will show the view on like overlooking the ocean or whatever the case or the mountain range or whatever and I just think to myself wow lord you're so awesome like look at the work of your hands and then I I began to smile and realize and this is just a glimpse like it's not actually is not even a glimpse what's a glimpse is what John talked about in Revelation that's a glimpse what we have here okay I'll give you an example I enjoy graphic design. I like using Canva in particular. It's really fun. I've been using it for some years now. I enjoy it very much. It's relaxing to me. I really enjoy graphic design. By the way, check out my iPhone wallpapers. If you guys didn't know, I sell original design. The cutest iPhone wallpapers you've ever seen. So that's just a little, uh, a little plug there, obey-christ.com, check it out. But, um, I digress. My point is guys, I get on there and I'll do a quick wallpaper. I do a cool, that's something I do in my leisure for fun. That's what God did when he made this world. (laughs) I made a wallpaper. God made the world when he was bored. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? The Lord makes beauty because he's beauty. This is nothing to him. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's something. Okay. What I'm trying to say, it's something, but it's like, you still have not seen all that God has to offer is my point. And when I really meditate on that, when I think about that, when I think about the goodness of the Lord, when I think about how great and wonderful he is, how talented he is, how he's the original artist. Okay. Artist. When I really think about this, I'm just like, wow. Like that's really, really, really cool. Right. And I get really happy all of a sudden, very excited. I'm just like, this is awesome. I'm so glad I have Jesus. Like, and I'm going to one day be able to witness even more beauty you know, and it's a beauty that I will inherit by the grace of God. All I did was accept Jesus into my heart and made a conscious decision and effort every single day to serve the Lord, to bow my knee and to serve him. And I love the Lord with all my heart. Yeah, this is why we as believers in Christ, as members of the body of Christ, will be able to one day inherit the kingdom of heaven and all that it has to offer. Okay, so I'll move on. Revelation chapter 14, verse 13 says, and I heard a voice from heaven saying, write this, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Blessed indeed, says the spirit that they may rest from their labors for their deeds follow them. Guys, right there, he's saying people who die in Christ, okay, we're blessed because our deeds follow us. What we did here in the earth, all the good deeds, all the things we did in the name of the Lord, our acts of obedience here in the earth will follow us on into where we will reside for eternity. Amen. Some ways that one can store up his or her gifts in heaven. And these are some of my notes. Giving to the poor and or, and by the way, guys, 
as I mentioned, these few points that um, one can do to store up his or her gifts in heaven, I will back it up in um, a few passages. So there are scriptures that can back these up. It says given to the poor and or those who cannot repay you. So whenever you give to the poor or when you give to those who cannot repay you, you will be rewarded for that. Also, you'll be rewarded for praying in secret whenever you pray in secret, loving and forgiving everyone. So loving your neighbor, forgiving your neighbor, forgiving those who have trespassed against you, you'll be rewarded for this. Also serving the Lord and his people, you will be rewarded for this. All of this can be summed up by saying being obedient, okay? And why is that? Well, because God says to love him is to obey him and his commandments. And of course, his commandments consist of not only first and foremost, loving him with all of your heart, soul and mind, but also loving your neighbor. And when you do these things, you're automatically going to fulfill those um, those points that I mentioned in the beginning. References that back up those points that I just mentioned, uh, you have Luke chapter 12, verse 13 through 21, where it says someone in the crowd said to him, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Amen. By the way, that alone will preach you guys. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions meaning those who have an abundance of possessions can still be dead on the inside can still be on their way to hell because that's not life jesus is the life you don't need an abundance of possessions to have life does that make sense are you guys following which is why you see a lot of people who still commit suicide and they have all the riches you can ever imagine so one can have a ton of possessions here in the earth and still be completely deprived on in their heart to so much so they uh go on to commit suicide verse 16 and he told them this parable the ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest he thought to himself what shall i do i have no place to store my crops then he said this is what i'll do i will tear down my barns and build bigger ones and there i will store my surplus grain And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. It says, but God said to him, you fool, (laughs) this very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. I could have just honestly, probably just could have used that verse for this entire message so the lord is calling people a fool those who invest everything they have all their efforts all their intelligence their god-given intelligence and smarts and wit whatever wit they have about them their talents and gifts they used it for this world and for selfish to fulfill selfish desires alone They didn't store any treasures up in heaven. They did not invest in the kingdom of heaven in any way. They didn't care what God wanted out of them. They didn't care about their God-given purpose. They were just focused on themselves. And the Lord God calls individuals like that fools. Because at any given time, he can take your life. And then what? Verily, verily, you have your reward 
everything you worked for, everything you sweated for, everything you deceived people for, you lied for it, you backstabbed for it, and you got it. Okay, cool. Now what after you die? Now what? The Lord is like, okay, what you gonna do with it now? How is it going to serve you after the fact? And here's the thing, doing what the Lord has called you to do is not only going to serve you here in this earth because you're going to be full of joy and peace. Guys, it's more than it's more than money. Of course, the Lord wants us to prosper financially as well. But he's saying it goes beyond that is much deeper than that. You will have peace in your mind. You'll have joy in your heart. That in and of itself just makes you feel lighter, doesn't it? Like you you're not worried for no reason and all this stuff. Not if you are truly living according to how God has commanded us to live, which is not to worry about these things. Do you see which one is wiser? It's wiser to invest in the kingdom of heaven, isn't it? Okay. So it says here in Luke chapter 12, verse 27 through verses 27 through 34, it says, consider how the wild flowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things and your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Then Jesus said to his host, when you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back and so you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Amen. So this here speaks to the fact that we should give to those who cannot repay us. Don't just give to those who can give right back to you. I thank God I don't think like that anymore. Like I just more so want to be obedient. So if the Lord leads me to give something to someone, I don't necessarily think about the value of it anymore if I feel led to give it I just give it and I definitely don't think about whether or not I'm gonna get it back if anything it I think it's smarter just to assume you won't get it back not from that person at least it's bigger than me it goes deeper than that right if when you're operating with a kingdom mindset it's always bigger than that right it's bigger than what you just did that runs deeper it says here Matthew chapter 5 uh, verse 11 verses 11 through 12 so Matthew Chapter 5, verses 11 through 12, it says, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Amen. So again, the Lord is saying here, you're blessed because your reward is going to be great in heaven. You're going to have a great reward in heaven when you endure persecution here in the earth on behalf of Jesus. So when you come in the name of Jesus and they persecute you, your reward is going to be great. So 
he's saying again, don't focus on what it looks like here in the earth. This is temporary. Where you're going, you'll be recompensed for that uh, persecution. So it says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary. Remember when I mentioned vapor earlier, you guys? But what is unseen is eternal. Amen. Second Timothy chapter four, verse eight, it says, now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will award to me on that day, not only to me, but also to all who have longed for this appearing. Amen. Here, Timothy is referring to a crown of righteousness that is in store for us all who endure until the end. The Lord God, our uh, the righteous judge will award us a crown of righteousness. Matthew chapter six, verses five through six says, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Amen. Matthew chapter 10 uh, verse 41 says, whoever welcomes a prophet as as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. So basically this is speaking to how we are called to serve our fellow brothers and sisters, uh, leaders and ministers and prophets and evangelists and uh, apostles and everyone in their respective places in the body of Christ were called to serve each other uh, in such a way, you know, that that person is um, d- deserving of, for lack of a better term, because it says here, whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet, you're honoring that person for who they are and for what they've sacrificed. You honor them in their sacrifice. You acknowledge the, the, the gift and calling of God on their lives. You honor it. You acknowledge it. You respect it. You welcome them and you treat them accordingly. Okay. And the Lord is saying you will be rewarded when you do that. First Corinthians chapter three, verse eight, the one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. Amen. It's a promise of a reward at the end of basically doing what you're supposed to be doing, doing what you've been called to do. Last passage, you guys, uh, I'm in the book of Hebrews chapter six, verses 10 through 12. It says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. We want each of you to show this same diligence to the very end so that what you hope for may be fully realized. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. So that's a word of encouragement to just basically keep going until the end because you will surely have your reward in the end. Amen. That, if you can believe it, was the end of my notes in scriptures. So this was, um, there were a lot of scriptures in this episode. Um, but guys, I thought it was important. I always think it's uh, the scriptures that I include, I always think it's important to include, which is why I include them. But I just want to let you guys know, I can't emphasize enough how important it is that you focus, that you shift your focus on the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. It's so much more rewarding in the end. Um, not just guys in the sense of all the things that 
the Lord will bless you with and all the things you'll have in your possession in the kingdom of heaven for eternity. Not just that, guys, but the literally the relationship that you will have in God being in the company of God for eternity. Okay, we're talking about a God of peace, of light, of love, pure love, pure peace, pure light. And all of his goodness and kindness and just wonderful, wonderful things that come along with his presence. It's important that you don't focus on the things that are passing away. It doesn't even make sense. That's why it's good to have your eyes open to see what the spirit of the Lord is showing you and have your ears open to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. Shift your focus and stay focused on that which the Lord has called you to focus on. Not only that, but I just wanted to mention the fact that the Lord put the desires that you have on the inside of your heart. If, they're, if the desires are good and there's nothing like evil about them, the Lord put those desires in your heart. You don't think he knows what you desire. He has a plan for you that will exceed what you like the plans that you have for yourself. Guys, I'm a living witness of that. There are things I have not even told you guys yet that the Lord has revealed to me that I will be doing in the future. In due time, in due season, I'll talk about that. You know, when we get to the point where I can talk about it, I'll talk about it. But my point is, it far exceeded what I saw myself doing, what I desired to do, if that makes sense. All the while, including my personal desires in the mix. I hope that makes sense. The Lord truly just wants to prosper you. He wants you to be at peace. He wants you to live a full, abundant and prosperous life. But guys, at the end of the day, he wants us to focus on what he's called us to focus on. Because while we're here in this earth, we truly are not here um, for ourselves. Like it's for a bigger purpose and it's to save souls ultimately. And to bring people uh, to understand what's at stake. And to lead them to the cross. To lead them to Jesus. Ultimately, this is what we've been called to do while we're here. That's just, of course, a a summary. Um, But anyway, okay. On that note, guys, I'm going to leave. I've got to go. Thank you guys so much for watching. I hope this blessed you. Don't forget to follow. Don't forget to like. Subscribe if you haven't already. Yeah, guys, I'll catch you guys later. Thanks again. Talk to you later. Bye.